Welcome to the Trades Podcast, a podcast about the business of home improvement and promoting the trades to young adults. In this podcast, we talk with business owners, educators, and professionals about the benefits, skills, and related experiences of the home improvement business. Tips to help you with being successful from entry into the trades or established business owners. In this podcast, we hope to influence some young adults that the trades as a career is a great option leading to full and prosperous life. I'm Danny Torres, an MC, DJ, and podcaster, inspiring young adults by shining light onto career opportunities in our world today. And I'm Jeff Mudd, home improvement contractor, writer of the Millionaire Carpenter series, and podcaster. Stay tuned to 15 to 20 minutes of insightful tips. All right, here we are, thetradespodcast.com. I'm DJ Danny. Jeff Mudd here, writer of the Millionaire series, contractor. Got a great guest today, Danny. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. It's a, again, it's a beautiful day so far. We've already been uh, uh, speaking with Glenn over here with Graw Security. Uh, what a wonderful day. And uh, Glenn, if you could just uh, introduce yourself, let, let everybody know who you are and uh, what uh, company y- you have. Yeah. My name's Glenn Younger. I have a, a business called uh, Graw Security. Yeah, we work on doors, frames, and hardware, and anything that has to do with security in a building. And that's what we do. I have about 20 uh, employees, uh, and uh, we're in San Diego, California. Nice, nice. No, it's it's a beautiful city to be in. Um, what is the, uh, what's the, say, security commercial um, industry like for you right now in San Diego? It's funny. The uh, trades in general, but our business specifically, uh, when the economy is down, our business is up. And so... When the economy is good, our business is okay. And when the economy is down, oftentimes our business is, is better. And a lot of manual trades especially have that happening. You know, when we uh, have uh, things like a pandemic, uh, lots of people who are busier, uh, remodelers can't get to your job fast enough. There's more things to do than ever. And uh, so on the residential side, if you want anything done, if you want to garage door installed good luck you know it's a four-week lead time right you want to replace your windows good luck with that it's 12 14 it's they're backed up right and so um you know oftentimes the economy the rest of the world goes down and in our business uh, when the economy is crazy our business gets busier right it's interesting glenn uh the dynamics of how it interacts with the economy i was just at your office the other day you've got a great showroom that helps out uh uh, safes, hardware, different locks. Um, the staff behind the counter looks super knowledgeable. Um, haven't interacted with your uh, techs in the field too much, but ha- how are they set on education getting into the the lock and uh, security? I mean, I imagine that's a lot of college for them. No, not at all. The um, uh, if there are some of them have some college, but. Most of them have very little, uh, and they have uh, taken a circuitous path to get to where we're at. Uh, so some of them might have some college, but typically not. Um, we work on uh, mechanical door locks, which are very mechanical and very hands-on. We work on a lot of electronic stuff, and safes now are mostly electronics. And so some of them have some background in doing PC repair, but that's not a college degree program, and they might have a background in working on 
telephone systems or a lot of other things. And so most of their background is more uh, other kinds of jobs that they've done in the past uh, that they can translate that knowledge over to us. So we were talking earlier about the soft skills a lot of your uh, employees have, how that translates into being great with customer service, Mm -hmm. interacting with the the people that have the doors and the security that needs to be installed, and the -the on-to-the-job training that they get through the different types of systems that you have to install. Yeah, we're we're working with people first and foremost, and every job that pays well in the planet works with people. There are a few that don't, but most of them, the people is a component. And if you've got that skill or can bring that skill, uh, you can do well. And so the, uh, the millionaire carpenters are the ones that can deal with people, can work with people, employees, customers, uh, vendors. That, that soft skill is crucial. And that's a, oftentimes a skill that you can't learn in a classroom, how to deal with others. Absolutely. Yeah. I was talking with my brother who we interviewed a couple of weeks ago. And when he started out, he was doing pickup work, basic framing, cleaning up the moving the wheelbarrow. But as he went through, you know, learning his craft, he was able to talk his craft and communicate better. And by the time he got ready to uh, hit, hit up a new job at the age of 19, he was telling us he was able to talk the language of the next employer. Yeah. So it was really uh, crucial for him. If he just said, I'm a hard worker and I'll do my best, the guy wouldn't have given him the time of the day. So you're absolutely right, Glenn, with dealing with customers and being able to interact is such a, a needed skill that people overlook so much. I think a lot of people have a misconception, too, about trades and jobs in general that, well, my dad wasn't a plumber, my uncle, I don't know anybody who's a plumber, therefore I can't be a plumber. And they're thinking that it's a more of a family, father to son, you know, father to daughter taught thing. And that's not the case at all. Most trades uh, have training programs, whether they're very formal training programs or they're less formal, but they have a training program. Uh, we have 20 employees. 15 of the 20 uh, we've trained ourselves. And so they're uh, people that we have taken from wherever they came from and then built upon the skills that they had. Some of them brought great skills. I mentioned uh, PC repair or our cell phone repair was one fellow had that. Another one came from Sony and had some great networking and video experience that we could build on that. So uh, you can gather information that will help you in the next job. And that's really the most important thing I think that you can spend your time doing is gathering skills. You've got a toolbox that you're carrying called your skills. (laughs) <laughs> and whether you know it or not, you right. have a toolbox you're carrying around. And are you putting stuff in there? And it doesn't matter if you work at Starbucks. Uh, there's some skills that you can learn at Starbucks. Learn those skills and so you can apply them to the next job. You can say, I, I would be great. I'm really good at, at asking people their first name and writing it on a cup. Now, that yeah. may not be a skill you need at every job, but there's some soft skills behind that, as you mentioned, Jeff, which is, which is critical. You know, to be able to say, DJ Danny, what is your name? And let me write that. And, you know, just being able to look somebody in the eye, shake their hand, be able to communicate in a, in a really friendly, yeah. warm way, really valuable soft skill. And honestly, for those folks who are, are in a college program to do anything, that's one of the things that literally every college program, if you want to be a doctor, lawyer, veterinarian, dentist, 
all of them over the last 10 years have added lots of soft skill training in their fourth or fifth year of training. Right. So they literally focus on here's what you're, here's what you're going to need to learn how to do. The type of scenarios you're going to be in, the environment that you're going to be in, the kind of customers you're going to be in. And I mean, and that's something that you, um, being in the industry, as you mentioned, um, for, for about 50 years, correct? Yes. 50 Why? years. And um, I mean, that's something that possibly maybe in your first, second year, third year that uh, you really kind of honed, on, honed in on and you kind of, uh, um, you know, got a lot of experience from. If you want to kind of let everybody know, how, how did you get into the lock, safe and security industry trade? Well, I think the, the soft skills are were my entry in, and they're everybody's entry in. That's skills that you can get, the ability to talk to and work with others. And if you have that ability, then you can, you know, then you can be useful in almost any environment. Yeah. So uh, there was a locksmith business in my hometown. They needed somebody to just greet customers and answer the phone. I can do that. And so that soft skills is is because if you don't have that, that's extraordinarily hard for somebody to teach. If you do have it, it's like, oh, okay, this person, DJ Danny, you can talk on the phone. You, uh, I don't have to teach you that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have a warm, friendly demeanor. I don't have to teach you that. That's easy. It turns out that a lot of the hands-on skills are also fairly easy to learn. The hard skills are the ones like, are the soft skills, working with others. Mm-hmm. So I use that to get started and they, and I was able to work with vendors, I was able to work with customers, I was able to work with coworkers, and people enjoyed working with me. And so if they, they, because they enjoyed working with me, it, I was able to learn and they were able to share knowledge, I was able to learn really quickly. And then moving from that, learning a, you know, a trade, a hands-on trade as to how to do things, I was changing locks and making keys and not really complicated stuff, but because I was doing that, Eventually got hired. Well, could you talk to other people who do that? And uh, got into a, a, a more of a sales job. And, and by doing that, I met lots and lots of people in my specific trade. Right. So five years in, I'm kind of a world expert on on all the variety of people in my trade. So I had worked all over the Western U.S. I knew literally hundreds, if not thousands, of people doing this trade. And then if I wanted to do something else, and that's exactly what I did, was somebody said, I need somebody like you to work for me. Mm-hmm. And so learned more and did more and learned more and did more. So that uh, now we have our own business and we're looking for people just like me right. who had some of the soft skills, had a desire to serve. And it's really, that's a, that's a lot of any, any business, any job, frankly. Uh, you can tell if you've got a professor who wants you to learn, who wants to serve you as a student, and people can tell if you're wanting to serve them. And so if we, we're trying to hire people who, are, who want to serve. And if they do, we'll help train them. We'll take them from where they're at to where we need them to be. Uh, those are fairly trainable things, and, but they've got to have this, the, the raw clay to work with, the raw material. And if they've got that desire... And if they've got a desire to serve, if you if you don't have a desire to serve, maybe uh, that that there may be other positions what you might want to do. But um, in trade specifically, if you've got that, that's frosting on the cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a really good, uh, I know uh, Jeff's. I've met some of Jeff's carpenters, and he has some really good carpenters. And those that that want to serve are real easy for him to schedule and have them go out and do work. 
And there are some that just want to work and don't bother me. That's fine. That's somewhat limiting. And so you can get into a trade like we're in, and uh, it opens you up to you can be able to travel to the world. You can go to different places. I was lucky enough because of what I was doing to travel all over the West and eventually, you know, landed in a couple of different places and working for a, a company in Las Vegas. And we went to, you know, the Philippines and went right. to Hawaii. And I've been all through the, the Caribbean because I was working for a company that was doing work all of those places. Right. And so I still wasn't um, entrepreneurial, but the longer I did it, the more I thought, you know what, I could I could have a company like this. So the trades are also a great place to go from worker bee, making a good living, being able to travel, having good money, to ah, I, I might want to be an entrepreneur. I might want to have my own business. Right. It's possible to make that step. Yeah, building up that confidence to that point of where you just have uh, the knowledge, you have the skill, mm-hmm. and uh, understanding the industry obviously helped you jump into that uh, position or the thought process of really saying, I'm ready. I'm willing, able, willing to do it. And um, what, like, there's, what's the next step for me to move? If mm-hmm. I, even if you stay with the company that you were before, mm-hmm. um, either you keep moving with them, or like you said, you got the entre- entrepreneurial spirit, and you end up jumping into. Uh, Let me own it, my own business. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, my technicians come from being a technician. And doing great job, doing great work, and okay, I can do this and start their own company, and you know they're out doing side jobs and stuff, but they haven't got the education of a business owner yet. So that's a completely different set of education, and there's great opportunities for coaching and uh, junior colleges for uh, business management and accounting and all those kind of skills. But the trades is one of the easiest things to go from technician to business owner that I've seen. You're going to go from a cook in a restaurant to owning a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You got a huge amount of money you need to put up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and you better have some extra money to to last. Yes. While you build a business, <laughs> yeah. to trades not so much. You, you can get by on a shoestring in a lot of cases, and there's a, an area of time where you can practice. With a, um, I know I've signed for at least three guys in my company. That have gone on. I've signed for their contractor's license because I believe great. in the opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking earlier, Glenn, about um, owning a, a business. So you developed all those skills, starting young, working your way up through the the ranks as a locksmith and the sales trainer and things like that. Um, when you bought the the you bought an existing business, how mm-hmm. how long has that existing business? been around uh when we bought it it was 92 years old and that was 16 years ago so wow math carry the one <laughs> so so 1914 so, so, so glenn's running a business that's been around for over 100 years yeah. and i'm sure the business has gone through a lot of technical changes yeah. but what i've heard in the past about glenn's business style it's always been customer service take care yeah. of your customers yeah. do, do yeah. the right thing for them yeah, that's so true. That is so true. Well, I, I It's funny. I, I talked a little bit about having that service mentality, and that's one of those things. Again, if people don't have it, hard to put into them. But if they do have it, it opens up lots of doors. And so if you've got that, you can do a lot of things. Many things that you might go to school to do, and I, I'm not against going to college in any way, shape, or form, uh, but... 
uh, I went to college and was fortunate to have to take a class as a freshman uh, to do a little occupational testing to see what would you be good at, what, what, what is your things. And uh, thank, the, thank the Lord that that was a good uh, thing that in Arizona they required. That was part of your college curriculum. And uh, I was working while I was going to college at a lock shop. (laughs) And so they said, you should probably work in a job that you can do this or that. And I thought for sure I was going to be an English teacher in high school. That was my goal. Uh, And because I I saw, well, that's they work inside. It's, you know, it's warm in the winter. It's cool in the summer. Woohoo. That's a good job. Until I did this occupational uh, class where I discovered, oh, they don't, I was making more money as a 19-year-old in junior college in Arizona than I would as a teacher. I thought, well, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea at all. And I loved my English teachers, and I thought that would be a wonderful career, and it could still be. But it was, it was really eye-opening to me to say, oh, okay, at 19 I'm making what a, a, a full-blown credential teacher might make, let me see what else I could do. And so this is how long ago. This was a long, long time ago. Right. But <laughs> a long time ago, at that time, a full-blown credential teacher was making about 25000 a year, and I was making 30000 a year. Easy peasy. I didn't right. have to think twice about that. I'm making more than that. So I said, eh, I don't think that I, I'm not going to go any further here uh, with schooling. And it wasn't that I didn't like school. And I was having my schooling paid for, which was wonderful. I liked that. But so it wasn't that it was expensive and it wasn't that uh, it was hard. It's just it wasn't going to get me someplace else. Right. It wasn't going to get me someplace else. So you have to think, why would you go to school? And for me, I was thinking, well, I'll have a career. Thinking that if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't have a career. That's false. There, you know, 99% of the people in America have a career. Very few have a college degree and so college right. degree does not equal career and no. so i think that's the the challenge and so the other thing i learned in that occupational class back in the 70s a long time ago was that only about 25 percent of jobs in america require a specific degree 25 percent 75 percent of the people or the jobs out there don't require a college degree you could get one and it might make you a better human being or you could also start a business start a career and then go back and get one later right you know f- find out what you enjoy what your passion is where you yeah. really want to go yeah then go back and invest the time in college yeah yeah once yeah, to go to college without a specific plan i just think is a, a real waste of your time a teacher's time the college money all yeah. it's a it's a big wasteful somebody's it's a downward spiral. yeah somebody's paying for it it's a big wasteful downward <laughs> spiral let's not do that uh let's do things so that uh, you can have a good and, and full life and that might mean starting a job may not you're going to start at an entry-level job you're not going to start the job you finish at but start somewhere where you can learn something take that and then get to the next spot when, as soon as you can, as soon as you're able, I would suggest say, hey, if you're 23, 4 years old and you've worked four years at Chipotle, pff, great. Take those skills and now apply that. Try to find a trade that you can do that with. Yeah. Turns out that trades uh, sometimes don't work inside in the, in the winter or outside. <laughs> or, you know, when it's hot outside, they may not be inside. And when it's cold outside, they may not be inside. Right. So the trades have some variables. 
which is one of the reasons why they pay better. Mm-hmm. You know, it pays less to work inside where it's air conditioned in the summer. It just does. All yeah. of those jobs pay less. And if you want to, you know, if you're if you're ready and able to work outside, you get a job that pays more because it's not quite as attractive on the outside. Right. But here's the big secret with trades is the more you do and the better you get at that trade, the less time you have to spend outside when it's hot <laughs> or outside <laughs> when it's cold. Yeah. And so use the use your ability to get better at that trade. And then you're going to be managing others who are doing that. Or you're going to be doing estimating or you're going to be owning your business and trying to grow your business. And you're not going to be out. Yeah. So I don't work outside when it's hot very much anymore, but I have people who do. Yeah. And that, thank goodness, and they're paid extraordinarily well for doing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, well, well, speaking of air-conditioned rooms, I just want to give a big shout-out to uh, North San Diego Business Chamber that we're here. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're in the air-conditioned room, thank goodness, on this uh, getting warmed up week here in San Diego. Um, and, yeah, big shout-out to North San Diego Business Chamber. Thank you for letting us be here. And I mean, it was big that like you realize, you know, um, the self-actualization, self-realization that you were kind of speaking on of knowing exactly where you want to be, even if you're on the edge of not knowing where to go um, at some point, that's going to hit you. Mm -hmm. And being in a job, whether it's in the trades or not in the trades, you're going to find that skill within that job to say, this is the next step that I can take. This is where I can go. Um, and then, you know, whether you talk to someone down the street mm-hmm. and you, and you find out, oh, he just got off work three o'clock, you know, in the afternoon construction, uh, just finishing up a tiling job. It's got to go set, set up a meeting with someone else. You, you might run into someone like that. And then you realize that, um, you know, I got to go to work later on, you know, in a less paying job mm-hmm. and I want to, I want to do what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's just that point of going over to, that business owner, the business, even uh, if it was going to be in your trades, you know, the security, mm-hmm. locks, safe mm-hmm. uh, industry. Um, uh, what's uh, I know you kind of mentioned a little bit about the uh, type of uh, hiring that you, a person that you'd want to hire, mm-hmm. someone that has the soft skills, someone that has right. kind of um, uh, some, some say background. Uh, but with the technology nowadays, do you see folks needing to have a heavy technology background in the lock safe and security it's it's growing that but then i think every industry is 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 growing in that direction having the ability to to do to work with their hands work with tools uh the major difference that i see between a lot of careers that start off in a classroom uh, the the sort of professions to be a doctor a lawyer whatever you may not have to work with your hands uh, although if you're in medical school, the last couple of years, all they do is work with their hands. Or if you're right. in veterinary school, the last two years are all hands-on, 100% hands-on. So, But if you start, if you have the ability to work with your hands or work with tools, you, your, your uh, jobs that you can do are just very, very wide open. So real simple things uh, that we've let go by the wayside. So vocational training in high schools has gone away is very unusual. Most school districts don't have any kind of vocational training at all. And so if you could learn how to weld, that's a skill that you can use in lots and lots of trades. And you could use it in a, in a factory production kind of way. Uh, uh, you know, that's a skill we're always hunting for when we're interviewing. You know, what, what skills, what can you make, what can you do? Uh, if you've got some woodworking skills, if you have some tile setting skills, if you have some roofing skills, 
there's lots of jobs that you can get mm -hmm. that you can start off as a roofer's helper, a tiler, you know, a tile setter's helper, a carpenter's helper, and you can learn how to work with your hands and work with tools, and that gets you started. And now may, you may decide that I don't want to be a plumber, but you know what? Working with tools in a plumbing setting would give you all the skills that you might need to work for uh, Jeff as a carpenter, yeah. work for me as a locksmith, work for somebody else in a job if you can work with your hands. And then it, and if, when you gets back to it, if you can do that and deal with people too, you know, the sky's the limit. Great points. Yeah, Great so points. one of the Glenn's talking about is if you have a mechanical aptitude. And I've interviewed a lot of kids like just out of high school. I want to be a carpenter. You can make a bunch of money. So, well, have you ever done any carpentry before? So we, I go back and I have to go very slow and patiently dig through what you do in high school. You know, what you do after school. Finding those little things they did that shows that they have some mechanical aptitude. And I think one of the questions I have for you, Glenn, if somebody has that basic mechanical aptitude where they can change out the locks, does that skill correlate to being able to learn the technology part oh, yeah. of applying the electronics to the doors and the sure. security system? Sure. Too? Well, I think that there's, within each trade, and our trade is no different, there's, there's some people who... Uh, get really good at the mechanical part. They and if they want to get extraordinarily good at just the mechanical part, they might be, they might teach themselves some machining skills. They may do some other stuff, or there's another path. They could the mechanical skills are good, and they could add some electronics stuff on there. So lots of people uh, get an opportunity to work in. Well, I worked in a, I, I worked at a plant where we made television monitors. Oh, okay, great. And so they're comfortable soldering and they're comfortable working around electronics and testing equipment, that kind of thing. And so that's useful so that within a trade, if you, you can come to work for me and stay purely in the mechanical side, you could just be an installer, install hardware on doors. That's important. You might be working on fixing those doors or changing them, that kind of thing. You might work on the electronic side. And you might be a wireless technician, which is setting up wireless networks. All of those things are skills that you can learn somewhere else other than working in my industry. And, but you can take that and bring it to us. And so if you've worked for a, as a cable TV installer, oh, running, running cable, lots of people. That's, a, that's not as common a job as it used to be, but that's a very common way to learn how Right now, if you work for, uh, pick your cable company in whatever area you're in, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're working for a cable company and you're setting up home wireless networks, that's a really valuable skill. Mm -hmm. That skill is very transferable and can move somewhere else. And so you may not think that that's a great company you're working for or that you're uh, working for a subcontracted company that's working for a cable installer in your area. And they may not be a great boss or may not be a great company, but learn that skill. Now say, I can set up wireless networks. Boom. I need guys who are really good at setting up wireless networks. Mm -hmm. About half of my guys can do that. Uh, and those that can't, if they could, that would make them more valuable. And the other thing about trades that's different than other professions is trades is really about learning and earning. The more you learn, the more you can earn. It's just it, There's a direct one-to-one -one relationship. It's a learn and earn kind of profession. The more you know, the more you get. And it's Absolutely. just that simple. So yeah. the, the skills that are really hard for us to train and get and acquire, uh, we charge more for those.
So we have a couple of safe technicians that work just on high security safe containers. It's a real rare skill. Not lots of people have it. We charge more for it, just like brain surgeons charge more than nurse practitioners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not going through the drive-through for a brain surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you 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 need to do that so that learn if learn and earn. If you want to manage what you make you can do that more in trades than just about any other thing yeah the better you are the more you can earn period Uh, that's great and i think uh um that's what that's what we're trying to do here at the trades podcast is trying to shine light on those areas of the industry how to get to those points and how to realize it and if you're already in it um where you can like you said uh take on that skill even though you might not be in the best environment of working in it, but learn that skill, mm-hmm. take it over. I mean, you know, embrace it and understand that there's a next step um, past that one employer or knowing within that position, there's more, there's more to it that you can take on and, and really excel with it. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Glenn Younger with uh, Gross Security, uh, Safe and Locks, uh, serving San Diego since 1914. And uh, he's been owning it for the past uh, 15, 16, 16, years. 16 years, 16 years. And um, we really appreciate you coming on. This is awesome. Uh, I think I think we can definitely have you back on and <laughs> let us uh, let us know. Give us a, uh, an update within a year, or maybe sooner than that. And let us know what the uh, safe security lock system industry is looking like within the trades. So uh, uh, before you head out, please uh, uh, let everybody know how we can find you. Um, if anybody's looking to reach out for uh, jobs. Sure, certainly. Um, yeah. Gross Safe and Lock is in San Diego, grosssecurity.com. Uh, website, you can see us, find us on social media. Give us a call. We work on, we do work on homes. We work uh, a lot in commercial property areas. So if you've got a door or a, a lock on a door, we, we work on that. Door, gate, safe, yep. all give, of that. Give Glenn a call. Thank you so much for coming in. Glenn, it was great uh, talking with you. We learned a whole lot, and I've known you for a long time now. Um, so definitely looking forward to have you back on. I think uh, a lot of young adults could uh, do do well to listen to things you've got to say and from your wisdom. And Thank you. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Danny. Absolutely. Thank you.